all the beautiful things I see, these cherry blossoms, you, all somehow familiar. <laughs> I've been kidnapped and brought here against my will. A crime, a great crime. Yet I accept it amiably. The same warm amiability one tolerates only from a very dear and close friend. Why? Can you tell me why? Perhaps because you've always been a part of Shangri-La without knowing it. I wonder. I'm sure of it. Just as I'm sure there's a wish for Shangri-La in everyone's heart. I've never seen the outside world, but I understand there are millions and millions of people who are supposed to be mean and greedy. And I just know that secretly they're all hoping to find a garden spot where there's peace, security, there's beauty and comfort, where they wouldn't have to be mean and greedy. Oh, I just wish the whole world might come to this valley. But it wouldn't be a garden spot for long. talking about Lost Horizon, directed by Frank Capra, and it came out in 1937. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So I have a lot of co-hosts. Like, this is like a crazy-ass big group here, but we're going we're gonna to have a good time. So um, I'm going to let Bob get us started. Say your name and, okay. you know, just a little bit about yourself. Bob Salone and... Uh, I live here, and I've seen this movie probably, this is probably my tenth time seeing it nice. <laughs> over the years. And there is a second ending, by the way, uh, that was never... Well, we could uh, talk about yeah. that. Yeah, we, we will later. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> my name's Bob, and okay. I'm Thanks. Host, Thanks, Bob. with you. Thanks, Bob. Uh, Mike, um, I, uh, this is the first time I've seen this movie, and uh, I am a guest here tonight. So. I'm Laura. This is my first time seeing the movie and I think my third film punch and I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Isaac, first timer like most of us. Um, interested to hear what everybody thought of the movie. <laughs> I'm Dave. Uh, this is also my first time seeing Lost Horizon. Uh, film punch veteran and co-host. That's right. Uh, this is Angela. Uh, I think probably all of us, except for Bob, haven't seen this movie before. <laughs> uh, but also co-organizer of Film Punch and Film Punch veteran here. Woohoo! Brian, this is probably my fourth Film Punch, and uh, first time I've seen the movie, obviously, probably the oldest movie I've seen. Hmm. The oldest movie you've seen? I do believe. Is that because you hate old movies? Or <laughs> no, no, I, I, I definitely jumped on this for the opportunity to see an example of an old movie. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like in 1930s films, I, I mean, I, I started to catch up on some this year, but it's definitely a decade that I need to explore more. So thank you for this. It, it was good to add one to the list. Um, so, 
all of us except for Bob have not seen this movie before. And Bob, I would say I know this is a love film of yours. So um, if we don't love it as much as you, which I, I we no. liked it, please please don't be offended. I'm you not. Know? I can't. This is this is our first time seeing it, so like obviously over you know, and understanding a little bit more about the background of the film is always helpful. Um, so. I would just like to get some first impressions of the first time seeing the film. So, does anyone want to start us out? I can jump in. I, I think this film, it, it really made you think. There was a lot of deeper concepts about it, about this concept of a utopia and what would it mean for that utopia to exist. Like, what mm -hmm. would that society have to look like? And But then, if you've been to another... If that's not your home, would you be willing to leave your whole world behind to go to this utopia? So I thought this this movie had um, some really interesting questions behind it. Mm -hmm. um, another thing, just to add on to that a little bit, uh, especially near the end, everyone sort of found their own like utopia within it. The, the teacher was able to teach and. Um, the plumber. And even even his brother that tried to leave, he he had his own idea of utopia, even though it was outside, and he sort of rejected the whole idea. Oh, this is all nonsense, and ended up costing him dearly. But it, it seemed like it was not just. The world itself was, um, I guess, heaven or utopia, whatever you want to call it, but that everyone in it was not just living in this, but also living in their own version of utopia. Mm -hmm. Including the natives? Or you just... The, the you didn't really see the natives that much, so that's a good point. They may not have been... <laughs> I mean, there was definitely hints that it wasn't as perfect. Right. Yeah. Brian? There was also, it was somewhat prescient, right? So given the, the year it was released, they even talk about they were preserving, you know, all these great works of art and culture mm. because the world outside is getting worse and worse. And at some point he goes on a, a monologue about, you know, technology advancing to the point where a single man can wipe out an army. So, I mean... Yeah, very uh, telling. Yep. Two years later, the exactly. World War II started. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... With the, with, the, with the atom bomb. So yeah. I think they were uh, in touch with the, you know, the, the zeitgeist in that respect. They got, they got a decent amount of news, I think, for being an isolated rural village. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I liked the, uh, you know exploring the idea, is this real, you know, what's real, what's not real, is it in your head, and um, even when Bob and his brother George were sort of, you know, questioning, you know, what the the High Lama had said, you know, like, mm -hmm. was it really this utopia, or was there all this, like, darker dealings underneath, and um, even when Bob left, I liked just in my head kind of thinking, like, was this in Bob's head or was it indeed real? So I liked that. Well, and, and was it to the extent that if you believe it, it will be true, right? Yes. So that's the only thing stopping the utopia from being worldwide is everyone has to believe in it. And mm -hmm. if you share this common vision mm -hmm. of moderation and peace, then what, 
what is stopping it elsewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and even in that, like, just in terms of initial reactions, like, I thought the movie was really interesting. I think we're going to have a, like, an um, interesting discussion about it. Um, and I think that particularly sometimes older movies can, for me at least, can deal very much in black and white, no pun intended, but, like, in, like, stereotypes or, you know. And this felt really nuanced and really, like, interesting. There's a lot to unpack from it, which I thought was interesting. But in terms of um, this idea of everybody believing in it, it sort of was like, even in this utopia, there's a division of labor between the people who are up, you know, basically just showing them around this awesome museum and the people who are out, like, herding sheep and working every day. And they're, they're literally down below. Yeah, quite literally. Down. And then um, he sort of says, like, the, the guy... It, it made me think of almost like a reverse Kurtz, if anybody has read um, Heart of Darkness, um, where Kurtz kind of comes in and is like, I'm going to... Sort of, like, brings out all, like, the worst in the people. And it's... It's a, it's a really complicated book, morally, but um, but sort of, like, him coming in and, like, the natives are there and him kind of, like, grafting his vision onto the natives, and this just happened to be a, a more positive vision than that that's in Heart of Darkness. So, yeah. I don't know. It's, like, an interesting... Even, even in this, like, Id- idyllic world, there's still power differentials and stuff. Uh-huh. I just thought of Apocalypse Now, which is based on Heart right. of Darkness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it just came in my head. Yep. By the way, if, uh, after the first time I saw it, I, I decided to read the book it was based on. Oh, cool. And that was really something, because the book What's is the in name? It, it Lost Horizon. Oh, okay. By James Hilton. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Okay. Who also wrote A Random Harvest. And the book was way more detailed. I'll give you an example. It, the, the girl playing the piano and next to the blind man. And the, yeah. And that, that music was lost music of Chopin. Whoa. Yeah, that they, and things like that, little details like that, and it just made it come more alive in the book. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Did the book end that way, and what was the alternate ending? Uh, the, uh, the ending, the alternate ending was uh, uh, Sandra was waiting there when he appeared, and she goes, she goes, Bob! She went there for one year. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, see, I thought that she was going to turn old. Like, she was running she, out, yeah. and I thought, yeah, it's like, I mean, aha, here it is. She's she said she old. was 30. Yeah, I, no, oh, I think she really was 30. And, yeah, okay. Yeah, I believe the other her. one, yeah. It yeah. was uh, Maria. Yeah. yeah, but the thing like with her is like, oh, look at her face, but I mean, they were also exposed to the elements, so... I'm not sure. Again, it kind of goes back to, like, what's real and what's not real. Did right. she really right. age, exactly. or was it just, you know, exposure and exposure? I, I don't the, think exposure does that, that too. No. Was there any significance she was Russian? Oh, that's a good well, one. I thought it was interesting. She looked like Chinese or Asian. Yeah. I thought yeah, when she was all wrinkly. The thing is, oh, well, yeah. Oh, she like did. when she was old, yeah, yeah she looked yeah. like not the same yeah. race at all. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> it was no, like a different right person. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Let me go over the thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a little confused because I know back in the day they used to have like um, uh, non 
like Chinese, by be Chinese, be right. non-native, be uh-huh. native. And this movie was full of that. And <laughs> yeah. I, at first, I was like, "Oh, did a bunch of white people land in the middle of the mountains?" And then they like, but then they had some Chinese kids. I don't know. I was confused. But but I I assumed it was for casting reasons, yeah. you know. Um, Siberia too, and uh, uh, the Mongols and the Tartars—they they have that uh, eastern look as well, and they're Russians. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right on that. So, um, okay, does anybody have anything they specifically would like to explore for this film? Like something that was interesting to them? I know we talked about Utopia. Um, was there some part of that that you thought was interesting? that you wanted to talk about? Bob, you want to throw something in? Yeah, I, I mean, this is your movie. No. <laughs> well, I want to hear the fresh shit. Yeah, fresh okay, okay. I don't know where it was cast, because, I mean, where it was filmed, because that was like, I want to go to that place, wherever yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'll say, I guess, maybe shifting gears slightly, one thing I found maybe a little frustrating with this film was the way the, the women were portrayed. I mean, <laughs> there wasn't that many of them, and they were right. all portrayed as, like, not maybe not all, but most of them were portrayed as hysterical and weak. And I just, uh, I, I didn't really like that. And I also didn't really like the scene where they were trying to explain what their society was, and yeah. it's like, well, what if two guys are interested in a girl and it's like yeah. oh one guy would be more courteous and I'm like well what what about the woman what does she want exactly it, like, oh, it wasn't yeah. important yeah it uh, seemed like yeah. women really just had not much value yeah. in right. this movie which I found I, a little frustrating I was just gonna say that <laughs> I mean they weren't fully developed characters for sure I think the most developed female was the one that was on the plane and uh, she... Well, and by the end, she, she was, was like, if you want me to stay here, right. I, I was like, oh, no. That's the thing. She started off as, like, really cool. Like, everyone's yeah. running hysterical at the beginning of the movie because of the, the, the natives, their uh-huh. terminology. Uh-huh. is They're coming after us. And she's like, yeah, I'll get on this plane when it's ready. Mm-hmm. And then, but then they're like, you know... If few like a day or so into the plane ride and she's hysterical and I'm like no yeah if so that was kind of weird to me because she first was saying that she was told she had six months to live yeah and that she was just having fun watching people squirm mm-hmm. but then she squirmed so yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. she was yeah. like a boss in the beginning and then became hysterical in the middle I was trying to figure out if she had like claustrophobia or fear of flying and it just right well it was lack of oxygen the first time right yeah Yeah. Yeah. so when she was like first there and then they had the the stills of her and that head Mm -hmm. guy and she was all like not wanting to leave her bedroom that didn't make sense to me in terms of the rest of her character like I thought she'd be wanting to live it up because She's still alive. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. In my head, that's what I was thinking. She was still very sick then. Yeah. She was yeah. still sick from the oxygen? Is no. That well, no, whatever means, disease the doctor um, yeah. had. Okay, I don't know what I'm well, talking yeah, whatever, about. Sorry. Whatever <laughs> disease she had was affecting her still. I like guess I, what kind of... Sorry, go on. I, I think... Like when they, when they, it was right after she crashed, right after they crashed, wasn't it, mm-hmm. where she was laughing at them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think that was like, oh my god, I'm, I'm still alive. And then it was like, oh, I'm still alive. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was weird, like, from, from the way you find out, you know, you, they hint at it really early on before they even take off, or just after they take off on the plane that she's, she's sick, because she starts coughing, and 
everyone shows some concern, and she's, you know, kind of like, you know, very, very, like, trying to hide it and everything. So between that and the way that she kind of was, like, finding everyone amusing uh, while trying to get to the plane, and she's just kind of chilling there, like, you know, as someone said, like a boss. Um, <laughs> uh, it, I got the impression that she had, you know, pretty much squared with the idea of death at that point. Like, she's, she's square with it. But then suddenly she's not. And the plane, like, the plane ride, I kind of understand, like, oh, yeah, no, she was lacking oxygen. You know, it was kind of messing with her and everything, if that makes sense. But then it kind of, she wasn't, like, back, you know, after, you know, they landed or when they got to Utopia or Shangri-La. Um, and that kind of, I don't know, I just, I found that element to be uneven because she very much seemed like, you know, she was ready for, she, she's ready for death. She's just, you know, yeah, she like, knows she's on borrowed time, mm-hmm. and she's fine with that, and she's out living it up, and then suddenly she just like, well, I just want to die now. I don't, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to, I'm done with everything, or, or the opposite. Maybe she didn't want to die anymore. That was kind of an interesting thing that I noticed. Right, definitely. Uh, think, go ahead. Can I change the subject? Yeah. I think this it. movie won me over, like, a little early because of the conversation that Bob has with his brother, like, right after they're taking off, and he's talking about, did you already wire London or something, and sort of says, like, you know, we saved X many white people, mm-hmm. and then, like, this many yeah. native people are dead, of course you don't say that. And and just, like, the acknowledgement that they're, because that still is true, you know, that's yeah. still yeah. very much a thing, and I felt like that acknowledgement early on for me felt really important, that, like, that's a problem, and that's a problem that they were trying to point out. Um, and so that some of, some of the later stuff, like, I agree that some of it was, like, I don't know, I don't want to justify the whole film or anything, but, like, some of it was, like, messy to me in terms of, like, casting non-white people as white people. That's sort of a long thing, though. That's yeah. not like, just, like, this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there were some other elements to it that were messy, but that element to me really stood out as something that's, like, no, this is really important, and especially for the time, very forward-thinking, in the sense of, like, oh, actually addressing the fact that we very much treat white people as more important than other people. Or right. rather, like, English men, or what, you know, our, our people as more important than their people, or whatever. And mm-hmm. she wanted to sink the battleships and disband the armies, and then kind of welcome the, uh, the invading armies to convince mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So he, he definitely had a very idealistic uh, point of view. Mm-hmm. And even I don't know if I don't know if you noticed uh, even the, um, uh, the 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 uh, you know little synopsis that we got you know the, before the movie starts like oh the beginning can somebody yeah, explain that later well I'm not <laughs> well, I'm talking about more the the book, uh, the book that they were oh, all kind of giving, you know okay. like like you know like the text crawl kind of thing <laughs> where they were like Sorry. saying like okay so here's what's going on guys yeah. right. uh-huh. you know, even in that they like say like oh he's there to save ninety whites right oh, yeah. right and this is like, setup. I, I I definitely I had to like a jerk to the side <laughs> when I saw that I'm like wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, question. So the the stills were because footage was lost, and mm-hmm. they they had to like they had the sound, but they had to like put something mm-hmm. in for that part, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were missing seven minutes of footage after all said and done. And that's why okay. some of the film quality was different. Like it was good film, mm-hmm. and then it would go to like the screen film was okay. restored or found. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. I actually thought that some of the scenes that were just stills were funnier because they were stills. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know the exact one you're talking about. With the, with the British or the paleontologist guy. Yeah. 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 When they were when they were just trying to, when they were just trying to get wine. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like they're having a good time. That's very yeah. entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. It gave us a chance to put it together on our own. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He was the voice of a popular cartoon, and I can't remember what it was. The guy who played the paleontologist? Yeah. Okay. Dr. Horton. Gotcha. It's something about going into the past. I can't remember. The movie was surprisingly funny at times, too. Like, I really... What, sorry, I don't know. Is it Ronald Coleman? Yeah. Is, like, just a charming person. <laughs> he just seems like... He reminded me of, like, um, Cary Grant or somebody, yeah. just in the sense of, like, he can pull off these really, like silly, like, snarky lines of, like, I don't care how high this llama is, or the high llama or low llama, or whatever. And just, like, these little things that were just, like, thrown in there real quick that still were, like, pretty entertaining. Yeah, definitely. And, and Thomas Mitchell, the one, the plumber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been a lot of stuff. Remember him Frank from... Frank Capra. Wasn't he the father um, and Gone with the Wind? Yeah, but he... Well, I don't know, but he... Oh, you might... It's a Wonderful Life, yeah. I was oh. going to say, he His was uncle. the uncle, Uncle oh, Billy, or what? whatever. Huh. Okay. Yeah, and he, he was also in some other cabra film. I think the one where uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington, I think. I could be wrong on that, but I think he was one of the Washington people, but I, I could be wrong. Capra had his favorites. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting to me, because I've only seen like, two movies of Capra's, and I, nothing really early like that, um, so that was, that was interesting to see. I read somewhere that, uh, uh, Capra, uh, read the book on a train, and by the time he got off the train, he had cast it, he'd cast mm-hmm. Ronald Coleman. Interesting. And if, when you read the book, you can see, too, it's his personality. So that that's still very much in the book, that kind of like like clever, witty oh, yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What I find interesting, so this film is what, 80 years old? Which yeah. I will say, I did have that moment in the film where I'm like, I think everyone in this film is probably dead right now. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but I think so. The, but what's interesting is this is an 80 year old film but the humor still translates to today. So yeah, I think that's interesting. The humor still translates, and I felt like some of his like predictions about the world. I was like, crap. He's like, your leadership is foolish, and I was like, yeah. Okay. I I, I will say I, I you guys all heard I made a noise when they talked about birth certificates. Like I I, 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 yeah, I audibly reacted. Oh my god! I did not like I heard you, and I was like, did I miss something? How do you know she's only that old? Did they show you their birth certificates? I tried to hold it in, but I couldn't. <laughs> I knew exactly what yep. you were thinking. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I think most people in this room now know what I was reacting yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> so. right. But anyway. I um, even got some like 
North Korea vibes at one point when the Russian woman was talking about how like they were like brainwashing them into thinking it was this utopia, but it's really not, and everyone mm -hmm. needed to, you know, believe in the High Lama and everything. I was really getting some mm -hmm. North Korea vibes. Yeah, I was getting I was getting more Soviet Russian vibes myself. But, well, but I mean, yeah, that's, that's the whole point. I bet I bet that was part of the whole point. I think. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a that's a. We, yeah, we we kind of hinted at it earlier. So this movie came out in between the two world wars and just at yeah, the Great Depression. I forget the exact years those that started. So mm -hmm. it, I mean, I guess it's kind of interesting to think what they're trying to get at, considering mm -hmm. where they were sitting in history at that time. Right. Well, the, right. the Great Depression I think started around twenty nine, mm -hmm. so it would have yeah. been well into it. So well. It, they addressed it though, like yeah. in a bit nuanced manner, because the the guy who owned the plumbing company mm -hmm. like was wiped out, and so the yeah. other guy owned shares. But he was like, the depression comes, and now I'm the bad guy. So it's not like he wasn't a crook. I don't know yeah. if there would be even a reason to turn him over to the cops, as was threatened. Mm -hmm. When I when I heard that this time, I, I thought of the Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's the question: is whether or not he was being nefarious or just a victim of the depression. So do you think the plumber is going to corrupt the utopia? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought he was going to. I'm going to put pipes in here. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm just going to mess with everything. Well, I thought it was interesting because, like, right, not early on, but, like, after, before, or after, he went, <laughs> okay, before he was, like, plumbing, he was, like, gold. And I was like, oh, yeah. here we go. Like, I kind of thought that the, he was really going to take it and go, over here. I think that might have been his original thought, yeah. but then he was like, oh, maybe I could be constructive, and that seemed more appealing to him. Yeah. At least I'd like to think that's what he happened. He found his utopia. Yeah. 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 He, they all were uh, changed for a while. The good. The two of them were the ones that seemed to show the most interest in the, the villagers. And right. I thought it was interesting with him where he was like, oh, plumbing, we can bring running water down here. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, as we were talking before, it was kind of like haves and have-nots, and he's going to start creating some equality into that society, and I wonder yeah. what... That's, that's better than journaling. I could sow a wild oat or two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked how often he was talking about how mysterious the place yeah. was. That yeah. was. I got a kick out of that. I think there's at least three, three so separate mysterious. Yeah. And like in a really like like in the same way you'd be like, this place is dirty. Yeah. yeah. This place is mysterious. <laughs> yeah. Not 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 mysterious in wonder. Mysterious in 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 film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think was so special about the main character besides what everyone was saying about him? Hmm. How he's so great. Did you guys think he was so great? I thought he definitely. Uh, he definitely didn't. Didn't feel any particular um, uh, pull to the life that he currently had. Uh -huh. I mean, you look at the airplane scenes when he's just like, oh, they kidnapped us. They might kill us, they might not, we might yeah. crash. I'm going to go back to sleep until we figure it out. You know, you know, it's yeah. like, it he, like, he didn't care. He didn't, he didn't care. He didn't have any, any per he, he, didn't, he really didn't have any purpose. It wasn't just him saying that when he was talking to the High Lama. He truly didn't. They, they, they portrayed that early in the movie. So. so, yeah, it was interesting because in the beginning he was so active at helping people. Yeah. Like, he kind of just, like, took over and was like, I want to get the right people on the plane. Let's do it this way. He was just kind of taking lead. But then on the plane he just was like, I'm done. You yeah, because like, he had given purpose for the moment. Well, he yeah. knew there was nothing else he could do. Yeah. And every, everything that was said about him, 
describe him as a, a great leader. Mm-hmm. And just and visionary, like he wrote all the yeah. books. That's visionary, what, that's yes. That's why I kidnapped him. So apparently he was. Yeah. Which was kind of messed up. I I mean a little bit in the sense like. That girl's like, yeah, we kidnapped you because I wanted you here with me. Uh, <laughs> while I kidnapped all these other people along with you. Collateral damage. And, and exactly. <laughs> and I was just like, that doesn't super right about yeah. I mean, I'm glad that everybody's happy now. But, I mean... You could tell, like, they were definitely fibbing about the porters, because they're like, yeah, we haven't seen the porters in two years, but Whatever. we've read all your books, and you're like, the porters come more often than that. <laughs> yeah, there's some stuff that didn't seem to fit, but... He was more than happy to accept his Stockholm Syndrome, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, free time. <laughs> That's actually a good point. Like, if let's say the gender roles were reversed, and it was a mm. man... Like, it was a woman writing this stuff and having this ideology, and a man said, let's kidnap her. I think we probably would have had a different reaction to the movie. Yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah, I never saw that. Yeah. Yes, I well, would, that, would he still be choosing her as a successor? Because that would be... Well, I, I think, too, she, was, she wasn't, I guess, maybe aggressive is the word about it. Like, she didn't throw herself at him, for lack of a better word. She just went swinging at Lake Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> you mean when she jumped in the river naked while <laughs> the bird was warning her that he was yeah. coming. It was like, chirp, 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 That made me laugh so hard of like, like a Disney you. princess is like, what, that squirrel? What do you say? <laughs> oh, yeah. Quick, <laughs> jump in the water. Sorry. Yeah. Squirrel. Yeah. The thing with the pigeons. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, oh, those are my pigeons. Like, that's just a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's making me, I'm like, I'm like, man, this is like a Disney movie. Right? And I, and I was like, wait, I don't think the Disney movies with this stuff had come out yet. So. <laughs> no, this is a precursor. Yeah. Yeah. She just says, oh, my pigeons. Like, that's totally an acceptable thing that happens in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get a long time to kill a shake <laughs> but like putting the bells on the pigeon, I was like, she's lucky the pita's not around. <laughs> 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 right, right. Yeah. Did anybody else watch? Did anybody else watch Lost? That series when they came yes. out. Yes. Okay, I thought this had a lot of parallels to that, and I was wondering if the producers of that ever watched this, um, in the sense of not to spoil it for people listening, no, but it's watching. it's pretty it's it's your own fault if you haven't seen it yet, um, but. Sort of the in the end, it's sort of this similar thing of like, is this a good thing? Is this not a good thing that we're on this island? Are we supposed to be here? Are we not supposed to be here? And then there's similar things where like similar types of people are there. So there's a person who was formerly a criminal who's on the island. There's a person who um, was sick and then is healed by the island magically. And so there's several things that are like very much parallel. And there's a lot of things that aren't, but <laughs> like. I don't know, did anybody else, you said you had seen? The first few seasons, yeah, and I know gotcha. the ending. I yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. Cliff notes for the, the rest <laughs> right, of the Right, 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 right. I've seen the whole thing. I didn't really get that kind of vibe from it, but I, mm-hmm. I see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this this father guy who's like a billion years old, um, <laughs> I, I did not, I was not inspired by him. I mean... <laughs> He said stuff that sounded important, but I just, I wasn't feeling it. I mean... I think a lot of that had to do with the old style. Yeah. The old style of movie making. And things were much more exaggerated. It wasn't 
long after uh, stage acting was the thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of stage acting actors that when they started doing movies, they would overact. Okay. Uh, you know, sign of the time. Yeah, but it, but it was more, not necessarily what he was acting, it was more what he was saying. Um, it just seemed like a bunch of gibberish to me. Oh. Um, and I'm sorry if that sounds bad. I, so you're, you're George. Is, is, is yes. I guess I am George. I feel like I connected most with George in the film. Get the hell out of here. Like, that's really where my head was. Um, so, I, I don't know. Maybe I... I don't know what that says about me, but... Uh. That was, like, pretty hilarious to me, though, when he, like, he takes him up in the cockpit and is like, all right, we gotta make sure no one's hysterical. And then he, like, goes back there and is like, they're all gonna die! Yeah. Like, yeah. He did that more than once. He did that yeah, he several did times. At least twice. Yeah. 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 When he realized that they were kidnapped. Right. Uh -huh. It was like every time that, okay, we need to keep all these people calm. Oh, my God! Yeah. We're busy! Right. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. So, some of these characters, like, George, I'm probably the most related to, in a sense, if I was in the same situation as everyone, I'd probably be like George. But George, I think, was maybe not fully developed as a character. He was more like the guy who freaked out. Well, he was. I think he was a reflection of because he wore a military uniform. I think so. He was yeah. like the element of the outside world, the okay. chaos. Mm. He was the chaos that they are trying to stay protected from in Shangri La. Yeah. So maybe I'd be like a more milder version. Of George. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you would You wouldn't tell a plane full of people that you're all going to die. Right. I wouldn't start <laughs> shooting at people. You know, I'm not a killer. Um, Coming up in next month's People magazine, which character from Lost Horizons are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. That was an outdated reference. Oh, which one? How many things do you have? Well, okay. Question that. Since I already admitted I'm George, does anybody have like any character that they're like, if I got stuck in this situation, I'd probably be most like this person? Or, I mean, if you didn't identify with anyone, that's okay, too. I'm just curious if I'm alone here. <laughs> well, my name is Bob. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. Bob. Well, now we're going to explore this. <laughs> so. No, I, I wish I could identify with him. He's, I love his character. Yeah. He's a good guy. Uh. <laughs> He'd be the squirrel. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we're about done here. So, does anybody have last thoughts about the film that they want to Okay, so then we'll do this real quick. Um, say a movie you'd recommend that you've seen recently. We'll start with Bob. Does it have to be seen recently? Okay, it, any any movie. That, uh, that's fine. Uh, the Ruling Class. Okay. Well, Peter O'Toole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's on Criterion, I think. I think. I've seen it. It's. I saw it oh, on... I don't remember Film that. Filmstruck or whatever, it. whatever that, yeah, it's good. I thought it was a tour de force for Peter O'Toole. And it's a crazy movie, but still. Right, right. I recommend it. Who wants to go next? Um, 
Man, it's hard. I, that's difficult. I haven't um, actually since the last since Jaws. I actually since the Jaws uh, evening. I actually haven't been out to see the movies or or going or gotten anything. I've been watching a lot of shows lately. Um, well, what show? You could say a show. You could be something you watch at home. Oh. Well, I've recently started watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> you just said recently. You're a little late to the party. We <laughs> <laughs> um, have to exit this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I intentionally stayed away from it because I knew how much it would probably, you know, suck up all my time. So, um, yeah, you know, there, there, there's that. I also, I don't know if it counts as a movie, but uh, Laura actually recently had, had me sit down and watch um, the BBC's miniseries of Casanova. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, I found that to be with David Tennant and Peter O'Toole, actually, um, and Rose Byrne. Um, and I found that to be uh, uh, much far more entertaining for the reasons I didn't think it would be entertaining. I felt like, oh, you know, David Tennant playing a womanizer from, you know, how many hundreds of years ago, that's, that's going to be funny. And uh, no, it actually was a really great, um, really great uh, story. And, um, the ending, you know, was unex- was both unexpected and thought uh, um, provoking. So, um, yeah, I haven't watched a whole lot of movies recently. Um, let's see. I don't know. I think watching this, I s- suddenly got the urge to rewatch Barbie again. Oh, because yeah. yeah I so it. I might have to watch that again in the next month. What is? <laughs> Who's in that? Uh, Jimmy Stewart. That's right. Yeah, okay. and that's where he has his friend that's like a six-foot-tall bunny. And okay. The I think puka. The puka, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's in the dictionary, you know. It is, yeah. yeah. Oh, you don't like Jimmy Stewart. Invisible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess uh, Harvey would be my recommendation. Okay, okay. awesome. Isaac? Um, let's see. Uh, so again, not a movie that just came out or anything, but I just saw The Founder, which I thought was really good, um, with, uh, Michael Keaton Mm -hmm. in it. Interesting. And I thought it was very entertaining and interesting. It's about, like, the guy who sort of founded McDonald's and the McDonald's Corporation. So you liked it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've heard yeah. mixed reviews, so that's good to hear someone like If you want more reason not to eat McDonald's, watch this movie. Okay. <laughs> well, and I, and I don't see it. That's why I didn't say it's like, because it also makes, like, it's some very good points, because I have no idea how authentic it is and, like, how true to life it is, but I thought it, at least it told, like, a really interesting story. And I like Michael Keaton. He's, yeah, he's enjoyable he's to watch. Yeah. He played this part really well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Since we're watching on Saturday, I think I'd recommend Ron by Akira Kurosawa. Oh. <laughs> um, everyone should participate in our film punch. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. It, I think we're going to have a good discussion on it. There's a lot to discuss and just amazing. The story's great, the cinematography is amazing, and the acting is really good. Uh, so, yeah, that's it's a trend setting movie, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll recommend a movie that I think still should be in theaters. I'll recommend Dunkirk by Christopher Nolan. Um, I'm waiting to see that. Yeah, yeah it, it it's good. It's um, I know we've been talking a lot recently about kind of interweaving storylines. Mm-hmm. So it has it's three storylines that have each storyline has a different period, which is a little bit difficult at first to get used to. But once you get used to it, it's really interesting and intricate how they all come together and relatively. Uh, we will be um, talking next time about Ron, 
which would be great. And you can find our Twitter at Film Punch Meetup, and you can email us at filmpunch at gmail.com with any questions or suggestions. And uh, that's it, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Punch out. <laughs> Punch out. That's fantastic. Mr. Capri, you were going to tell us about something happened to you at preview. Yes, I had a very disastrous preview at the time of one of my most important films, and the pic that picture was Lost Her Eyes. We ran that picture in the projection room the first time we put it together and uh, invited all the people from the studio, all the Lansman and everything else. We were piled three deep in that projection room, and we ran it, and it was three and a half hours, the pictures. And uh, we thought, this, this has got to be the world's greatest picture. Everybody just was completely... Uh, uh, you know, way up on cloud nine. Yeah. So Harry Cohn sent for these, the, his New York executives and said, come on out, you so-and-sos, I've got a, something great. But he was just smart enough, this was Cohn, he was just smart enough that we probably should once try it in the theater before we, before we really blew our tops about it. With a real audience. Yeah. So he said, let's take it out for a sneak preview. So we took it to Santa Barbara. He says, if we can knock off those Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara snobs, we got it made. You see? So we, up, we go up to Santa Barbara, he and his wife, and uh, my wife and I, and uh, that's all. Rainy, and we put the picture in major preview. Nobody knew what was coming up, but uh, the picture started. And it's gone about five minutes, and the, the audience begins to laugh. Well, they shouldn't. There were no laughs. Uh, mm. Then they began to laugh a little bit more, a little bit more, and finally they're, they're laughing at everything that's happening on the screen. Well, I'm, I'm died. I get up out of the chair, go on out in the lobby for a drink of water, completely nonplussed. I didn't know what. I was in a state of shock. Oh. I lean down to get a drink of water, and another man comes out, and, and this is then drinking this water. He says, did you ever see such a star thing with that, that Fu Manchu thing they're showing? And oh, I, I just... <laughs> I just rushed out of the theater, <laughs> and there was a big clock out, outside this theater, mm -hmm. big four-sided clock, and just 10 minutes there, there and the picture had it, three hours and a quarter to go yet, and I walked up and down in this rain, and, uh, and I, I went into a drugstore to get a Coke, and my hair was wild, and my head was wild, and I'd get a Coke, and I'd come back into the band, man began to worry, you know, I, I looked like a, a drug fiend, something, you know. Yeah. So I was waiting for this, to, to come out. Well, three hours walking up and down the rain, and they, the, then they started coming out. And as you start coming out, you can hear them talking. Oh, did you ever, did you ever see, what a terrible thing. Did you ever see anything like that in my life? They should be shot, whoever made that picture. This is, you can hear these. I ran to the car. This is Lost Horizon? Lost, yeah. lost Horizon. Yeah. And my wife and I, and Harry Conner, his wife, and we get in the car, and we drive home, and everything is ready. Very dead, of course. Yeah. And this was Harry Cohen. This is what this is what he was. He said the th the right thing at the right time. He said to me, Frank, I still give you that seven-year contract. Well, nothing you could you couldn't beat that for for, for a little you know, yeah. uh, uh, enthusiastic uh, yeah. bar. It's encouragement. Yeah. So I went off to the hills. I went off to the uh, Big Bear. And I started walking around the hills trying to figure out what, what, what had happened to our 
beautiful, beautiful lost horizon, but they laughed at it. And I, after two days up there walking around by myself, I came back to the studio and said, Harry, let's preview the picture again tonight. If, well, no change. I said, yes, I've made one change. I've put the main title on the beginning of the third reel. And let's preview it again. That's all. I, that's the only thing I could think about. I mean, there was no printing at all at the beginning? Just No, I just put the main title. Yeah. The beginning of the third the reel. I just took the first, reel, two, first two reels out. Oh, I see. And started the yes, movie farther in. That's the only change. Yeah. And he said, but we can't afford it. I said, this is it. If, if it doesn't go this way, I don't know what. We, we, we just got a complete bomb, that's all. And so we took it down to, uh, to uh, Wilmington. And it, it goes on the screen. And, this, and there is the picture that finally went out. Totally different picture. They didn't laugh. They didn't do anything. They were completely enthralled. It was a different show entirely. But do you still know why? How do you explain that? Well, I, well, well of course, we came back you know, on cloud nine, now we're really on cloud nine. I, we came back and I went right back to the cutting room and took those two, two reels right in my hot little hands and went down to the incinerator and they were, nitrate, they were nitrate filled and I threw them right into the incinerator and went woo! Hollywood, it lit up the Hollywood night sky all over the place. That much joy. nitrate would blow Columbia off the map. Well, it really blew, but I, it didn't. So uh, there's no record of those. Now, wouldn't you, you sort of wish now you had them to see what was so... I can't remember what was in them. You were that glad to get rid of it. <laughs> yes. I wonder how you knew the, where, why those were the things that were wrong. I don't know. They, those, these are decisions you make. That's Something all. just told you. How did you know not to take out reels two and three instead of one and two? I, I don't know what would happen if I didn't it's take it. The picture would probably have been better. <laughs> That's a great story. A story about instinct. Yeah, so really uh, whenever you yeah. got a picture that isn't going, burn the first two reels. You <laughs> <laughs> just, just solved the problem. <laughs> See, you learned something. We'll be right back after this message.